Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome to Colton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends of the pod, to a mini episode of Cult and Classic Podcast. Super excited for this one. We are going to talk to uh, Michael Monson, founder of Grizzly Pulp Publications. Grizzly Pulp Press, super fantastic new uh, independent press. And uh, I'm very happy to have gotten an advanced copy of the first release. Um, but we're going to talk about that in a second. I want to introduce Michael. Thank you so much for being here. It is my pleasure, Nate. Absolutely. My pleasure. So uh, first, I want to talk a little bit about... Um, uh, about Grizzly Pulp itself. This okay. is uh, brand new, and you've got this first book coming out for the, our Patreons. You can see the cover I've got, uh, where have I got it here? I've got it here, Nympho Lodge, uh, which is a, a Jack Lynn novel, and it's got this awesome dust cover as well. Um, and so Nympho Lodge, written by Jack Lynn, and it was published in 19... Looks like we had a, okay, we had a break. Oh, gotcha. Uh, that okay. happens occasionally. Tech, tech okay. issues. Uh, so... We are looking at your first release right now, which is Nympho Lodge, and it's a Toki Wedge Swinger by Jack Lynn. Um, now, right. Jack Lynn, I was not familiar. I'm a big Mickey Spillane fan. Um, there's lots of others from the, the Black Mask era on up uh, of, of the sort of men's pulps, which uh, on the back of this copy uh -huh. of Nympho Lodge is reverently referred to as girly mags. Um, Black Mask was so yep. much, but the, the Men's Life, Men's Adventure, um, uh, Stag, right. all those awesome publications that uh, cult fiends like us enjoy. Now, tell us a little about Jack Lynn and why you guys started with the Toki Wedge series. Well, you know, uh, Jack Lynn started off, uh, here you go, where you could be able to find the original Toki Wedge would be in these magazines right here. Men's so the men's digest. That is kind of where they got, yeah, men's digest is where it started. And that was all part of um, basically Allied Publishing. So <laughs> Allied Publishing had both the, the magazine that they put out, uh, they had the publishing arm, and then they also, uh, you know, uh, if you look in the back of those vintage ads for like the girly loops and things like that, they were also involved with that. So, um, you know, just doing a little bit of background research, um, Obviously, you know, uh, they were associated with organized crime. So the, the outfit was probably running out of Chicago and uh, the front was in Los Angeles. So, uh, but how everything ended up with Grizzly Pulp is because they were really good at um, 
doing uh, registering the, the book with the Library of Congress or maybe not, but they didn't copyright any of this. Got so it. all the books fell into public domain. So you just had to wait to 2018. And then suddenly there's a huge dump, you know, thank, mm -hmm. thank God for Congress doing one good thing for us, which allowed an awful lot of this, this wonderful content to fall into public domain. So um, Jack Lynn, uh, actually his real last name was Vanderveer. And he had a really interesting story in that he, he just was a just basically a meat and potatoes guy that just would go out and just write wherever the, the money was. So he would do the Toki Witch books, which are sort of a more, you know, somebody I just read a while ago just said it was more of a downsell Shell Scott, you know, version. So a little bit more down Richard Prothers. Lane. Yeah, Richard Prothers yeah, private exactly. character. Exactly. So, you know, but the other thing too is at one point, uh, Vanderveer was writing for um, uh, for Elderly Queen magazine. He was doing editing with them. He was doing some editing for Alfred Hitchcock magazine. So he just went, you know, like any good writer would go where the money was. So they would just give him some money to yeah, so write this. So, and he was a com he was definitely a commercial writer of the time. And oh yeah, it's interesting yeah. that. Because he did publish, I mean, he published quite a few. He published, in addition to, oh, yeah. uh, I think there, there are five or six Toki novels, right? Uh, no, actually, in the canon, there's even more than that. Uh, yeah. There's probably, as far as my count goes, and in my collection, you know, you're hovering around two dozen titles. So, I mean, right. it, which isn't too bad. No, so, bad. Um, you know, but, but it also gets confusing because, um, you know, Novel Books and Allied, they weren't really into you know, uh, keeping everything kind of above boards. So sometimes what would happen is they would reuse content. Yeah. Or what would happen is the book would come out and they would put a cover on it and said, fabulous third printing when it's the first one that was out there. Again, it was all just basically got to have a hype machine, you know, behind it. Um, and so that's sort of what led to him just keep on writing, keep on writing. Um, he later in life had a job as an editor at a small newspaper in Texas. He passed away in 79. And uh, the name Jack Lynn actually came from uh, his second wife. Her name was Jacqueline. So there you go. Ah. So that's where you get Jack Lynn. So, uh, and my girlfriend spent an awful lot of time, Miss Lisa, unraveling all this. She gave me, uh, you know, if you want anything, folks, I have crib notes that she gave to me. And uh, so there you go. So that's kind of the, the background of the mystery, hopefully, of, of Jack Lynn. Well, that's that's really cool because I mean, just doing a little digging myself through it, it was tough to find. Um, I certainly oh, yeah. didn't find that much. And a lot of these authors, um, you know, it's we're still coming up with, uh, you know, oh wait, this this is the same guy, yeah. or this is over here. Oh wait, they were, you know, a, a, a quote unquote um, ab above board, you know, commercial author of, yeah. of such and such. But this pseudonym is where they did their, you know, their dirty work, oh, yeah. so to speak. And, uh, and of course, fans of podcasts will surely recognize the marketing campaigns you're talking about with books where, you know, Tomb of the Blind Dead has 30 different titles, you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. And, and of course, this copy will have this footage or the, hey, we just happened to steal some footage from this for this drive-in double feature. Right. You right. know, that whole deal. Um, well, with those guys, remember, I mean, you would have the Germans would give you some money, the Italians would give you some money. Right. You know, you would have the Japanese would give you some money, the Americans would give you some money, South Americans. So everybody, you all had markets out there. So in a way, pulp is like that because mm -hmm. you just had to make sure you appeal to whatever audience was out there. 
and give them exactly what they wanted, but never deliver on the kind of the final goods. That's the thing about Nympho Lodge is I always tell people, there's like zero nymphomania in this. Right. There's so much lodging that you could almost get a degree in, uh, <laughs> what is it, you know, hotel management. That's right. kind of what Nympho Lodge is. So that sometimes is so when, I, you know, when I get a pushback from people, I'd just be like, you want to learn how to become a hotelier and work at the front desk? Read this book. For sure. And it's, it's funny because, of course, because this was originally published in, was it 69? 59. 59. 59. Okay. So 59 the, was... Yeah, right heading into that swing in sixties because it's got sort of that uh, mid-century. I mean, obviously it's a pulp, yeah. so it has the mid-century mod down. But um, what I thought was fascinating is it all of his his collect collected books had such um, you know titillating titles like Nympho Lodge, um, uh, uh, Broadbait was another non-Toki one I think. Oh yeah, and and so he's they're sort of a master of this marketing, and there's plenty of uh, descriptions of nude women and beautiful people. But of course, really, you know, it, by today's standards, especially, and even by the literary domain, it is, it is very tame. Oh, yeah. um, uh, but for the kind of the, the lurid private eye vibe, this is a really nice delving into a different aspect of, of, of California, Southern California vibe, um, or actually Northern California, because I know that, uh, it's question of whether he was the Bay Area or, or where exactly you know, Toki took place. Toki Wedge is an everyman. Yeah. You know, he could he could be, you know, up here in the Cisco Berry, he could be down where you are in the valley, or he could just be in just Podunk Nowheresville. Uh, and that was the, the beauty of pulp books is that if you could be able to, to find somebody to carry this, you get carried away to maybe an exotic location. And if you're in like someplace like in New Hampshire, maybe Boston, right? You know, or if you're just like in the middle of nowhere out in Okefenokee Swamp, might be the big city of like you know Miami or something like that. So, but touching base, yeah, you're correct because, I mean, you know, the these books would have these these wonderful titles on the front, great artwork. It's difficult for me to figure out who the artists are, and then on the back of it, you would just have wonderful ad copy, and you know, so it's trying to, to take a little bit of that and then uh, just move it in the future. The, uh, the artist uh, who did our first six books is Jim Silk and Jim Silk is my uncle. So I'm very fortunate That's because awesome. Jim sort of uh, as, the, as a teenager sort of indoctrinated me into this. So I, I was always referred to as his beatnik nephew. So I, I kind of, I, I, I took that as, you know, as an ultimate compliment. So there you go. Well, and that's and I'm glad you touched on that because uh, Jim's artwork is really phenomenal. It's got this for for our cult movie poster lovers. It has a very like European Italian Gallo kind of uh, oh, yeah. vibe. Uh, really fantastic, and it, I'm excited to hear that he's doing all six of the the first yes. releases. Um, yes. Because it's I gotta say too, just from a product placement situation. And guys, remember you can join our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month at Patreon.com/slash/CultandClassicPodcast, uh, where you can see a video and you can see um, the the Nympho Lodge cover. The spine work is great, um, and it has this really cool. So anyone who's picked up like a Stag magazine or the Men's Digest or something. It's a fantastically fun thing to flip through. The kitsch is there, the sex appeal is there in the very, you know, 50s, 60s, you know, sense. Um, but especially right now, I mean, I'm, I'm in Palm Springs, so those things are everywhere and I pick up as many as I can. Um, 
that paper is not archival, right? That paper is often disintegrating into pulp as you read it. Um, and so to have this kind of re-release where it's, it feels like the original, it feels like something new, and it's completely 100% contemporary in its packaging and its, its uh, readability Absolutely. is so nice. Because as you said, um, a huge amount of this kind of stuff is now uh, public domain. So with digging, maybe you could find something online, but by ha there's nothing like having this physical copy, physical media in hand. Um, and you guys did a fantastic job of, like I said, the dust cover is cool. It's this really cool paperback size with a dust cover. Um, and you guys obviously sent me some awesome swag as well. So I have to, I have to Well, that. and then beyond that too, I think we're the only pulp publisher out there that is actually using pulp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is, we it use is actual pulp. pulp. So, and which is a, a story within itself because, you know, when my uh, publisher Daniel and I, you know, were cooking up ideas, one of the things that we just kept on saying is, let's just use pulp. Nobody else is doing that. Uh, come to find out that the, the one place that, or the individuals that make it are people that make voter pamphlets. So, the first person that yeah. I reached out to, I just said, hey, you know, I'd love to do this because I know you just got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of feet of this just sitting around. It's not doing anything until you have an election coming up. Uh -huh. You know, maybe you have like a special election. So, yeah, you're talking twice a year, three if you're really lucky. And the first person said, no, I, I, I can't do Nympho Lodge. I'm going to I'm going to lose, you know, the contract that I have. if I do that. So I was like, all right, fine. OK. And then the second person that I reached out to said, oh, no, we don't do pornography. So again, and I would just That's like so to tell everybody, there is no pornography in this. Again, you not a bit. could be able to, to get a job working at a hotel front desk, you know? It's, and it's have so a fun funny time. because especially people who, who aren't familiar with the genre, they, that is what they might think. It's got a sexy cover, Nympho Lodge. And I mean, he's, like you said, there are no nymphomaniacs really in no. this. Um, <laughs> but, he, but Lynn uses the phrase several times because- Oh yeah like everything about Toki Wedge and his, his adventure in this novel and others is he is, um, he's ramped up that, that titillation factor oh, yeah. um, as high as possible. Oh, uh, yeah. And for, for, for lovers of, like I said, Mickey's playing Mike Hammer, that sort of thing, there's, there's violence, there is detective work, there's legitimate detective work. Um, there are uh, characters that come and go. There's a, uh, you know, twist deaths. It's, it's fascinating reading. Oh, yeah. And, um, and it, it's one of those that I was like, well, my first question that I wrote down for you was, uh, when's the next one coming out? Well, you know, the next one that's going to be coming out is all based upon, and to the, to the great followers of Cold and Classic Podcast, uh, you know what? Uh, my Patreon is you going out and buying a book from me at grizzlypulp.com. And uh, so, but the good thing is, you know what? We're a small publisher. I mean, I have a great editor. I have a great designer. You know, I have somebody that is behind me that is willing to, to publish these books. And we know what our break even is. And I can't really imagine too many small pubs know about this in their day and age. So if we could be able to sell over 780 copies of this book, we know we've broken even. And at that point, then I'll move forward with the second book, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. In addition to that, too, also... Um, we have some other books that are going to be reprinted uh, in the future and it's going to be science fiction and fantasy. And so again, this is just sort of the original concept that we had was you saw from the, the shot glass there was 
you know, I realized I went to wholesalers and they just didn't have any interest. I went to independent bookstores, they didn't have any interest. You know, I went to other people that I knew that were in the trade and they just, they didn't, they didn't really seem to, to grab them by the, you know, by the short hairs. So that's the other reason why we have the, the black slip cover on it is because if they were concerned about the content, go ahead, you can just go ahead and put it on over the top of it. So it's like a sleeve. There you go. So, um, so Dan and I got together and we thought, okay, well, you know what, since we're a small pub, we can make our own rules. How about this? We're just going to go ahead and just sell our books at dive bars. We'll set up events at dive bars and we'll go ahead and sell the book there. People come in, they could be able to read it. Um, one of the ideas that we had was with the shot glasses, you come up with a Toki Wedge drink. You can call it the Toki whatever. And then the bar would just basically get a cut of the action for it. Um, later today, I'm going to be going off to a, a local uh, bar and I'm going to be talking to them. Again, you know, book selling, especially now in the age of COVID, uh, it's just not Amazon. We also realized uh, that Amazon is just, it's a, it's a dead end because they yeah. take, uh, you know, close to 55%. And uh, at any point, they can randomly return your product. There's no, um, you know, if, ands, or buts about it. When you sign a contract with them, you know, you, you truly are, you know, making a deal with the devil if you're a third-party seller that's out there. And the easiest way for us to get our product is just directly using our Instagram feed, which is Grizzly Pulp at Instagram, and then grizzlypulp.com. And at that point, you're going to be interacting with me, whether you like it or not. And it's going to be a personal touch. So that's what, you know, how we can be able to, to kind of move the product along. Yeah. And I got to say, I mean, your, your speed was crazy. I, I reached out and I was like, Hey, we'd like to do a bit on this. And okay. that day within minutes, I had, oh, yeah. uh, I had confirmation that, that went out. So, and yeah. I got to say to uh, listeners, when I picked up, when I got this package, I was surprised because it was the same level of joy and elation when you order uh, your, your SVHS copy direct from, um, you know, Spokane, Washington of, uh, of, of a, like Spare Parts Trilogy or whatever the case is. Yeah. When you're interacting with the people who care about it, um, as you said, we all have used Amazon. We all use Amazon. Yeah. But there's a reason why... Um, small creative industries are not using Amazon because it's for the, the reseller who gets it elsewhere at below cost. So yeah. when you're talking about picking up a copy from um, the filmmakers or the bookmakers, that's when you're really supporting the community and you're allowing us to put out more content. So, and I think, yeah. you know, our listeners, you're fantastic. You know this stuff. Um, the great thing about this too is you guys are, are really affordable. I mean, I think what, you're, you're 995 Nine dollars and ninety nine cents. You know, nine ninety five. There was a debate between the two. I always like nine ninety nine, even though it's nine ninety five. So we're just giving you the four cents for free. There you go. It's it's awesome, and it's totally worth it. And you know, this is the kind of read that uh, obviously we can't do a lot right now. But if you want to feel, if you want to take a little vacation from your your doldrum life get an info lodge because um, yeah. I want the next book and I want it in this format because it's it looks great on the shelf. Now. When you, when you talked about uh, other things that, you know, in the future after growth and things that you want to put out, science fiction, fantasy, um, do you have, is there anything you can give us in line for what you would, your first goal, your idea of a first goal would be? Well, you know, the thing that I realized a long time ago was that, you know, if I'm going to be starting up Grizzly Pulp, because it's also kind of a play, Grizzly, you know, Pulp. So the yeah. two of them, they kind of mesh together that basically it's all going to be about brand management. So mm -hmm. beyond just the books, the books sort of like what Amazon started with, it was a gateway to the things that are out there. 
So, I mean, the branding that we do on shot glasses, I'm going to be doing uh, a short run on t-shirts. I was really fortunate enough to be working with Mort Todd, who did, um, if you see behind me, you'll see uh, the Back from the Grave series that was on Crip Records. Mm -hmm. uh, and Mort's done stuff for DC and Marvel and things like that. Uh, and so the whole thing is about branding because, you know, within these stories of Toki Wedge, there is something that's out there that if someone wanted to do a short run series or they wanted to do something, you know, like on Adult Swim using, I don't know, Legos or something like that, there's enough content inside of here because it's just that goofy mm -hmm. and it's that fun. Um, and so, again, I mean, there's an awful lot of publishers are out there that just go, okay, I just want to stick with books. But I just realized a long time ago, especially after being in the trade for a long time, is that, you know, brand management is, is key. And so this is just basically kind of an introduction to what we want to do. And under COVID, it has been both a blessing and a curse. It's a blurse, if you will, huh. uh, because, you know, this means that we can be able to kind of reset and, since we're so small, we can move on the fly. So if we find that, you know, we're using Instagram right now and we have models that are out there and girls that are constantly promoting it, you know, but if we find that that just, we're not necessarily working, we can turn on a dime very quickly. And again, you know, it's through the, the help of people like yourself at podcasts that we're able to broadcast and get out there through blogs and things like that. Um, again, you know, this is going to be a bit of a, trial and error because I decided to start something up at possibly the worst time. But within that, it also means that I'm able to interact with people and they'll just go, well, you know, the thing you just did, you know, with this, uh, you know, with these girls right here, that's a bit much, or, you know, can I see more of them, you know, and less of you? Fine. I'm okay with that. So, you know, <laughs> and, and what again, you're referring and, to yeah. is, is I think in particular, although I think you did some stuff before is um, you guys had a, a pinup contest. So yes. uh, women who, who wanted to dress pinup and send photos, they, they would become grizzly pulp girls and, right. and, and you'd use their, and you've been posting their images on Instagram yep. as well. And uh, as it's sort of funny because you're talking about some resistance you've met, uh, like with printing this book and some other things. It is funny because as, as someone like our listeners who sort of live and breathe this retro exploitative yet sort of also not threatening because it's yeah. so goofy vibe, um, that's right up our alley. And I, and I love it. And also I think uh, for, from a consumer, but also a creator standpoint, like you said, it's a hard time, but that kind of thing builds a community that really makes sense. And it gives us something to do, um, not just to enjoy other people's creations, but to create ourselves because so many people, I mean, Palm Springs, you know, 76% of the population uh, where I am is over the age of extreme risk for COVID, you know, <laughs> they're older. So it's like, well, sorry. We're, we're shut up, yeah. right? Like we're in yeah. here, we're tight. So everything that we can find that's new, that we can support, that we can become a, an interactive part of the community with, um, like small press, like small release films, um, like making our own film, you know, that sort of thing is really fantastic. And that's what drew me when I saw uh, uh, Grizzly Pulp. So um, I'm looking forward to, to that, as you said, expanding and, and finding new ways to do that. And again, I urge you guys to, to check out uh, grizzlypulp.com and uh, Grizzly Pulp. Uh, on Instagram is at Grizzly Pulp. And that's and Grizzly as in the bear. That's right. I'd like to add, just real quick. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, when I started this up, I always wanted to uh, just 
grizzly pulp be known as a progressive purveyor of smut? Okay, that was my first one. And years ago, you know, um, there's people that, if I could just touch back, there's people that passed away that are no longer with us that had a hand in this. Uh, one of them would be Billy Miller from uh, Kicks and from Norton Records, who, mm -hmm. you know, years ago, I told him, you know, what do you want to do? Well, you know what, I want to be like the Russ Meyer pulp books. He didn't shit on that. So, and then Michael from Up at Something Weird Video was another guy that was years ago that, you know, I knew him when he used to manage the Dead Kennedys. And so I just remember telling him, I really like pulp books. I mean, one of these days I want to write a pulp book or do something like that. Mm -hmm. He didn't crap on that idea. Um, and another person I was really fortunate enough to have met that really had a huge influence on me was Lux Interior from the Cramps. I would have yeah. probably not known an awful lot about now what's viewed as trash culture if it wasn't through that man's filter and just the the interaction that I had with him twice, you know, both times I would just tell him, oh, this is kind of what I want to do. I mean, you know, I, I want to be like Russ Meyer, except I want to be a writer. I don't know yeah. exactly how I'm going to be able to do that. And here I am at 55 and I'm finally, um, you know, seeing my goals come to fruition. So I'm very fortunate in that sense. Well, and that's awesome. And I like that you, you've mentioned, we talked about this off air before, um, music is just one, it's, it's really, and we do this when we review films here on Cult and Classic Podcast, our listeners will uh, either be excited or get tired of our talk about soundtracks. Um, but music, uh, pulp fiction, and film really does tie together. And oh, yeah. it both, it's, it's sort of a, a, a renaissance where I think we're again realizing as people that are enjoying these things uh, that sort of had a lag period where they weren't produced as much or they weren't produced at all, depending on where you were looking, to now we're realizing, oh wait, I'm looking at the band member and thinking, oh, I am you. And they're looking at the filmmaker and going, oh, I'm you too. And everyone yeah. is collaborating and it's really, um, I've seen it in all sorts of communities. You've seen it heavily in and out here in the drag community. You know, we see this crossover um, and it really just makes for the best, coolest stuff. And um, it, it's, it's nice that I, I feel that there's more of a connection and more of a knowledge with that. And I think social media has a big part of that um, because we get to see other people's things every day. Um, but I also think that it's, it's sort of interesting because we end up building these microcosms uh, where we're really familiar with it. And then as soon as we step out the door <laughs> into somebody else's, it's, it's like, they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. oh, right, we're going to yeah. this, you know, uh, yeah. the show or whatever, or, oh, I'm reading, you know, Nympho Lodge. And they're just they're really blown away. But there's also a joy in that, you know, yeah, it becomes yours is. as opposed yeah. to everybody else's. So, um, you know, it, your, your podcast and uh, your band that you had, and Grizzly Pulp and the things that I've been, I've done, we're, we're all part of like a small club. But again, you know, I want to be all inclusive uh, as best I possibly can. And through that is through brand management. Uh, again, you do mention that there's, there's a, you know, an awful lot of alternative culture where you're down in, in Palm Springs. You know, I'm very fortunate to live up here in the San Francisco area, which I've just been immersed in it in my entire life. You know, going to punk rock shows in, from 79, until I just said, you know, I'm too old, you know, I'm going to break a hip with these guys. Uh, you know, it just, it gave me a little bit, I hate to use the word luxury, but a bit of a luxury. And so I feel in a, a certain sense that I sort of owe that back to a larger community and Grizzly Pulp is part of that. Again, you'll be able to interact with me if you have any questions. I'm always amazed with the, 
model talent that I've worked with, an awful lot of the of the girls, they just don't know about this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm always going at it like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, you know, so and so and such and such. Like, oh no, I don't. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, all right. This is what it's about. I'll tell you. I'll send you all this information that's out here, and then you have any questions, come back to me, and then we can go ahead and create something. So, I mean, in that sense, um, even though we're under, you know, some really severe shit going down here with COVID, yep. um, hey, everybody out there, hang in, and beyond that, too, buy something from Grizzly Pulp, and uh, we'll get through this. That's For sure, and, and, you know, you mentioned, you know, being in the Bay Area, uh, we've got great bands up there. We, we interviewed Peaches Christ uh, a while back. We love Peaches. Yes. Peaches is, Peaches. Yeah. Peaches is, is wonderful. Yeah. Joshua is the, the man. Love it. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, and I, I just got to say that uh, being able to be like I am, like down in Palm Springs or with uh, many of our contributors are over on the East Coast and having fans up in, in the Bay Area, it has made, on a personal level, uh, for me, and I've heard from fans writing in, uh, this experience more easily um, tolerable. I won't say it's made it phenomenal all the time because, you know, a, a shitstorm still a shitstorm. Yeah. Um, but it's at least been an umbrella. And so every little bit and, and Grizzly Pulp and Peaches, what she's doing and live shows and uh, the podcast and everything, just thanks to the fans, thanks to the creators. It's been really um, a lifesaver, a literal yeah. lifesaver yeah. Uh, across the board. Now, uh, before we wrap up here, I want to say um, that uh, some of you listeners might know my first publication in fiction was actually uh, Pulp Stories. I wrote several Pulp Stories across the board, and it is still my true love. And I actually, I used to get into my master's program, which I, I was very grateful and absolutely loved. I used um, a, a hard-boiled detective's novel manuscript that I'd written, Selections, and um my, I got rejected the first time, but then they had an yeah. open slot. And the reason I got, the, the answer I got for my rejection, I won't say which author, she's a wonderful person, <laughs> uh, was using this as your entrance for the program would be disrespectful to the other applicants. <laughs> now, I don't, under, I, I don't understand what- I don't uh, understand that either. I don't understand, um, but I will just say that that went to get published later, so. Uh, at at at, uh, at you know at at um, uh, pro rate. So I'm going okay. to I'm going to just give the thumbs up. And if you guys want to write something, if you're inspired by this, and and other people tell you it's a dead end game, things like Grizzly Pulp exist. Keep going. You know, make your movie, make your book, make your music. Yeah. it's going to be great. Yeah, you know what? It's it's better to be a creator in life than a taker in life. You know, and sure. and your. Your, uh, your, your teacher, the, that woman that's out there, no offense to you, but if you pop off and you tell people that, especially when they're looking at you as somebody that is uh, a voice of acceptance and you shit all over it, well, you know, I have a fundamental problem with that. And so I do have respect for people that have a persistence of vision. I mean, don't go Andy Mulligan on us, obviously. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, don't go to that extreme. But, you know, if you want to just be an innovator and somebody that's out there that just kept on working at it, meat and potato guys like Russ Meyer, you couldn't do any worse than that. I mean, sure. it just, you develop a genre and you just stick with it. And everybody eventually is going to come along and just be like, this is awesome. They're going to tell their friends and just like the, you know, the commercial, they'll tell two friends and so on and so on and so on. 
Absolutely. So with that, uh, encouraging words for all you creators out there and consumers, because I think as creators, we probably are the greatest consumers as well, because I, the amount, I can see your awesome office, and I know that off camera oh, here, yeah. the amount of insane, every day I bring home yeah. more stuff that my wife cringes at, um, and, and, and she knows that I love it. So yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you, you, Michael Monson uh, from Grizzly Pulp for being on here. Check out Nympho Lodge. Get a copy from grizzlypulp.com. Uh, message Michael at Grizzly Pulp on Instagram. And uh, thank you guys so much again. Check thank out you. our uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash Colton Classic Podcast. And to play us out, as always, is The Chud with All About Evil. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.